Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and importantly some of your very own personal stories. I want to thank you for being part of Mike's Open Journal as guests, as visitors, as speakers, as listeners. Welcome to the world of mental health. And remember, you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to episode 133. I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying a a good weather day. We're very intermittent at the moment in the south coast of the UK, but hopefully uh, the weather will be picking up as we move around to, fingers crossed, summertime. Uh, But yeah, I hope you've had a good week. Thank you for continuing to download uh, and be involved in the podcast. As always, if you've got a moment, uh, leaving a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this episode, that would be muchly appreciated. Thank you so much for your continued support. Today, uh, I've got another new guest with me, so we're going to be hearing from John. Uh, And it's really interesting to sit down with John last week and hear a bit more about his his knowledge and his education around mental health but also to talk much more about uh, a new app that is available which is the better stop suicide app Um, it's one that i've downloaded and got my phone now Uh, i'm not using it every day but it's quite nice to kind of check in with it every so often Um, and i do think i think we've mentioned before uh, with some of the previous guests there were a range now of really cool mental health apps uh, and often much like this app they are free um, and I think it is worth you know downloading them trying them out seeing if they work for you not all of them are and I've had some that I've used on my phone for a couple of months and then gone gradually actually nah this one isn't quite for me Um, but in using it I've worked out actually there's part of it I really like so it helps kind of inform what type of support um, or resources or tools are going to be useful for me going forward but I definitely recommend having a look uh, at the Better Stop Suicide app. There's a couple of things that I really like on there. Not going to go into those now because we do talk about them in the discussion. Um, but it is definitely worth having a look for those. 
Um, there's going to be a couple of links in the description as well uh, when we talk to, to John. Uh, we talk a little bit about the Grove Clinic and the app as well. So there's going to be links in the description along with the better app company um, that are part of the kind of the app development. So look out for those guys uh, as much as possible. Uh, and as always, if you are interested in coming onto the podcast in the future, you can find out all of the information, all of the details over at mikesopenjournal.com or you can just contact me directly. Best places through Twitter. <laughs> Excuse the cough. Struggling a little bit this week. Uh, where you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. But for now, I'm going to drop you straight into the conversation with John. I very much hope you enjoy it. And I hope you are, yeah, still having a good week. You enjoy this conversation. And I look forward to talking to you all very soon. How's your day been? Yeah, my day has been really good, actually. Thanks. I'm up in the, the Midlands at the moment, a long, a long way from my own home. But oh. um, yeah, having, enjoying the sunshine. So it's been a nice Monday for you, and that's nice to hear, because Monday's always a little bit of a struggle. No, I don't, I don't know. I'm one of those people, I really absolutely love my work. I love what I do. I don't think I would do it otherwise. Mm. So um, I look forward to Mondays and getting going again, being productive. Oh, you mentioned the sun as well. Do you, um, do you find it kind of lifts your mood a little bit, or does it? it's not something that necessarily impacts you? I don't know if the sun lifts my mood or not. I've absolutely, I've never kind of monitored it. I think if I, you know, went and lived in in the frozen north throughout mm. winter, I would probably probably notice it. But no, I, I, I'm I'm a happy bunny most days. That's good. I think I find it really interesting because I um, I quite like all different types of weather, but I don't like the change. Like, so I'm, I'm like, if it's sun, great. If it's raining, great. If it's snow, great. But when it's sort of changeable weather, that's that's the thing that I don't know what it is. It's something that sort of makes me a bit less settled with that, I guess. Um, but do you do you not think that that's, I mean, for me, mm. it's exactly the opposite. I love having four oh. seasons. I love I love that shift from winter to spring and comparing, you know, last week. I love the shift from spring right into summer. And then I love that. That that you know when summer's done and there's that uh, you know be, you begin to get cooler winds and, and I just love winter and log fires and 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 that whole thing and you know the pr- the promise of spring to come and the first daffodils you ever see for the year I, that that that, that uh, the rhythm of it all I think I probably enjoy yeah I think um, I probably struggle with the change I guess it's the unknown I feel like oh I don't. I don't know what to expect. It's something slightly different. Um, there's probably something quite deep and metaphorical about um, my rationale for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, but yeah, we, we're kind of sitting down and having a chat um, about uh, mental health and well-being, and, and in particular because of um, an app that's been launched as well. So it'd be really interesting, I guess, just to start off with hearing a little bit about yourself John and, and some background into to who you are first. Yeah my, my name is John Hawker and I am a psychotherapist which I've been um, at for oh, decades too many more, more years than I care to remember at the moment and I, I, I work in Guernsey in the Channel Islands which is home but also 
in the UK and in, in London and, and, and sometimes the Midlands. So run two busy psychotherapy practices and um, yeah, keep, keep myself busy. It's really interesting um, being on, I suppose people will have this opportunity but don't always notice it, but just hearing about people that are kind of interested or passionate or active in kind of the mental health and well-being world and what their backgrounds are, it's so interesting because people come from such different walks of life and the reason or the passion is built up amongst a range of different factors and um just hearing a little bit about um kind of the, the, yeah the rationale behind someone's interest or passion um well, it's really I, interesting when you have that mixed of uh, mixture of communities and uh, people you're speaking to i think yeah i mean 25 years ago you'd have found me in a in a pinstripe suit with a very important <laughs> job title and um you know thinking I, I might at one point even have thought I was doing something important but um, I spent years in the world of um, basically communications magazines um, oh, okay. and then and then online communication but um, yeah I got fed up with the pinstripe I can't remember how to tie a tie up these days and, oh, um, that's that's oh. not a lost skill I don't think <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's funny though, isn't it? The other day I was talking about things that you remember from from your youth, and I, when I was about nine years old, went into hospital to have my appendix out, and in those days that was a big mm. deal, and you spent ages recuperating in hospital, and it was actually the nurse in the hospital. I can remember her teaching me how to tie a tie, and I was just absolutely full of myself because finally I knew how to to tie a tie those things that that stick with you all your life yeah it is it's it's the things that you don't think would be i don't know um poignant that you look back and go what what why is that the thing that i remember and mm. um yeah it is it is interesting i remember having a, a thing with um kind of gambling so I had, uh, my dad offered me this like bet and he was like, you can either have your pocket money or um, you can gamble for, I say my pocket money was, I don't know, a pound. And he was like, but in one of my hands is five pound. And he was like, so you can gamble and you might get the five pound or you can just have your pocket money. And I remember thinking that and I was like, I'm just not prepared to take the risk. Um, and so I just stuck with my pound pocket money and, um, afterwards he was like I wouldn't have like if you'd have gambled and not got it I would have still let you have your pocket money and I was like no nah, I don't think you would have <laughs> and it just <laughs> it, in my mind it was like I any sort of gamble or risk I always have to be prepared for the loss and I was like at that time I was like I'm not prepared to lose my pound um so it's it's really interesting that those, those little things that have taught us some sort of lesson or skill that sit with us yeah like how yeah. many conversations did we have that were probably very similar, but that's the one that I remember? Well, we t it's interesting. You t we tend to remember, in, in, in those ways, those long-term memories, oh. we tend to remember the things that have got a huge emotional tag to them oh. or, or the, where there was some major lesson in life learned that way. If you, if you think about it, when you, get to, when you get to puberty, huge 
wadges of your brain cells get pared away. You don't need them anymore. But the things that you do, um, you know, hang on to in memory terms are the things which are going to be useful to you on the rest of the journey, the things that you 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 learnt. And mm. you know, Mother Nature's pretty good in that way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you've got a really, I guess, experienced and knowledgeable background in, in mental health and well-being and um, particularly, I think, from what you were saying, in communication as well. And um, that, do you think over time that the way that we talk to each other has changed or the methods that we use? Oh, that's a big question. Um, I, th- I think... Um, Communication, I, I, I get back, look at, look at it in broader context. Mm. A huge amount of the emotional nourishment that we, we need, we get from other people. We get from our relationships with people. But people are, are difficult, aren't they? People are odd and quirky and don't necessarily do what it says on the tin. And if you stop and think about it through the average day, what, what percentage of your, your upset, the things that bother you, are because somebody didn't do what you expected them to do or somebody did something you didn't expect them to do or somebody tried to make you do something you didn't particularly expect to have to do or stop you doing something that you really wanted to do. You know That, that probably accounts for 90% of your upset in, in most days. And there's an awful lot of misunderstanding that comes out of not being able to communicate well. So I always worked really hard at trying to communicate well and to try to get my point across, but also to try and listen to other people's. I remember mm. I remember the debating society at school. Um, and that was quite a big thing for a kid like me, you know, having been dragged up in a in a council estate and to be able to just really it wasn't just about getting my point across and whatever I believed in. It really was about the civil discourse of of being able to listen to somebody else's point of view and understand other people's perception and and to hear and feel and understand their their passion. And so communication just became a very important thing to me. And it still is. It is in it is in my work and trying to get people to communicate their distress to me or communicate the things that that do work well in life Mm. um and try to extract from that the things that will perhaps help them on the rest of their journey that's a it's an an all-important thing do you think um the i guess the 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 method that we use to communicate has changed that are Unless people having those conversations kind of face to face or um, reading a particular type of media, um, I know uh, in the last couple of years there's been a lot of articles that have kind of promoted the fact that um, kind of all generations, but particularly younger generations, are using um, online platforms to communicate. But I think there's kind of this I don't know in the last in the last few months I feel like there's this growing understanding that actually particularly young people, are talking more and more in face-to-face environments than, than we probably realise? I, I, I think very much so. And I think it is one of the most unfortunate things that um, has, has happened as a, an unintended consequence of the you know, greater adoption of technology. If you're not mm. careful, every, every email you send sounds like a, 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 an accusation. Um, yeah. 
you know you can't pick up the finer nuances when you can't hear somebody's voice where you can't you know look them in the face and understand you know the 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 passion or the interest you can't you know the the, the thousands of muscles that we've got in our faces when you can't um, see the curiosity or the raised eyebrow or the, the the slight very subtle unintentional frown so it's really really difficult to to read people and it's not just it's not just with words is it it's the mm. the abbreviated text speak and the the emojis um, mm. and and uh, you know, I was talking to a client of mine in the USA the other day. I, I used to live and work there, and I've still got the occasional Skype client. And he was telling me all about his, um, you know, hoped for new relationship with this girl that he was chatting to, and they'd watched some, they'd watched some videos together, and they'd done this, and they'd talked about that, and 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 it took me a while to realise that he'd never actually met her face to face they'd met on on skype mm. uh that you and i are talking on now yeah and they had um watched a movie there's a, apparently a some website that you can go to and you can watch a movie at the same time as somebody on the other side of the world and comment about it and chat about it um and that's the way he was doing his courting very old-fashioned word there um a bit, bit, bit of courting and mm. uh, you know he'd asked uh, um, all sorts of questions well when when I when I did it I'm not saying it was any better or any worse or any but it was certainly different yeah. I I met a girl you know chatted once or twice on the phone went to her front door you know had to meet her her, her mother or father who answered the door to me when I went to pick her up and take her to a date at the movies and if mm. I was it really bold. I would slide my hand around the back of the chair, um, and 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 eventually, probably you know, ninety five percent of the way through the movie, put my hand on her shoulder. And if I didn't get my face slapped, then I, I, you know, I'd, I'd got to, you know, I'd got over the first obstacle, as it were. Mm. Um, so there are. It, it's it's really easy, as we know, with the social justice keyboard warriors, to say something online isn't it it's really mm. easy to type something snotty to somebody who's on the other side of the planet and um, without any thought to the consequence of that whereas if you actually had to look them in the face in order to 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 say what you had to say it would be it would be really rather different let me give, let me give you a perfect example not okay. to late the point but i live i live in a small community and um, it's called Guernsey, and it's part of the the Channel Islands. Um, and it's a it's a, a lovely little place. It's kind of goes back to Enid Blyton. It's a lovely place to live. It's a very safe place to live. There's very little crime there. Um, but there are Facebook groups called Guernsey Shameful Parking and Guernsey Shameful Driving when somebody's caught you on their their dash cam going over a, a, a line in the middle of the road. And, and of course, people take photographs and express their righteous indignation that somebody, somebody you know, has transgressed the, 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 you know, the customs, laws, rules, and regulations of, of, of Guernsey without any thought whatsoever for the, the consequences of doing so. Um, 
But of course, if you're expressing your righteous indignation about somebody else's poor behaviour, then you're you're not actually thinking about your own, are you? Which uh, I'm sure is the the rationale in 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 most cases. I yeah, I find it really interesting in terms of um, a lot of the time it is when the, the, those kind of situations I see happen when someone has used a particular phrase or voiced a particular point of view that someone else doesn't agree with, um, and then the kind of the like you say the disagreement and the argument commences um, when. I think a lot of it can come down to actually, like you said, if you were in front of that person, how would that conversation go? Actually, you could read the body language, you could hear the tone, you could um, use facial expressions and actually try to negotiate that conversation in terms of saying, oh, maybe I, I, I prefer, I understand you've used that term, but I prefer this term and this is why. Mm. Um, and you've got a bit, there's more of a, a rapport, there's more, I guess, your maybe the tools that you've got to communicate are much larger um, and you're very uh, limited, I think, when you're online. The amount of times when I've read those kind of threads where people are, and you're like, actually, I, I can see where both of you are coming from and this is just kind of, neither mm. of you have listened or understood. The other person's just got, like maybe they've made a mistake, they've mistyped. Maybe they've got a different viewpoint, but they've got a different lived experience, which has led to that viewpoint, um, mm. which is why maybe you're struggling to understand where they're coming from, because you've got your own experience, which is very different to theirs. Um, mm. I must admit, I have a kind of standard phrase that I use in situations mm. like that. As yeah. I, and I just say to people, thanks very much. I really appreciate your feedback. And and it it, it doesn't take them too many attempts <laughs> to figure out that actually I have no interest whatsoever in their feedback yeah. or their their opinion about me or what I've said or haven't said or done or haven't done mm. um, but thank you anyway you know really thanks for taking the time out to let me have your feedback I really mm. appreciate it um, but uh, I mean you spend a lot of time online do you get you must get do you yeah. get critics say yours yours is the worst podcast in the known universe <laughs> Um, I've, I've not had that specifically, <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, no, yeah, I've had negative feedback before, and I um, I've had previous experience where I would get involved in that, um, and it's it's hard, and it is a learning process because it's a new form of communication for many of us, and actually learning that, like you say, that there's um, you can kind of acknowledge that. Um, and say just yeah thank you for your opinion or whatever um and move on and that's kind of the end of of the conversation if they want to carry on they can carry on with themselves but you've kind of removed yourself from that but um yeah gradually i've kind of got to the stage now i'm just like yeah you, you've got your opinion and that's completely fine but um i'm not overly worried about kind of investing in a conversation because that's not what you're looking for if it's a if it's a set statement that someone's making so like you said someone says your podcast is the worst are they really looking for a conversation whereas if someone says actually there's things i don't particularly like about the podcast or i would prefer this or that um and because i know that there are um as for probably any genre there are podcasts that approach the same topic in a completely different way and i'd be like actually if if mine is not to your taste, actually, I know a couple of others that approach it in a different way. It might be a bit more for you. 
Um, but it's, yeah, it is really difficult because, um, yeah, if you were stood in, I don't know, in the street and someone starts shouting abuse at you, do you start shouting back or do you just like carry on walking and think, yeah, just, I'm just going to leave you to it. I've got, I've got stuff to do. I haven't got two hours to stand here shouting yeah. back at you. Um, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, it's not something that I want to invest my time in and first one or two times you're probably going to stand there and shout at them because you're not really going to know what's doing it's going to annoy yeah. you and you're going to get frustrated and invested in that and then after you've done that once or twice you go actually i gained nothing from that um yeah. It, it yeah mentally wasn't good for me i found it physically exhausting the stuff that i wanted to do that i was going to do i then didn't do um yeah there's often i think no benefit um, well, you, you've mentioned the important point. Mentally, it wasn't good for you. And mm. it's okay for people like me who are reasonably robust and resilient. Um, but, you know, for there are some people out there, mm. I don't know, 5%, 10%, 20%, 50% of the community, the world who don't have that mm. resilience and who would, would, would take that, look at that poor poor child and, and I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I, I forget her name who a month or two back just committed suicide because of a load of abuse on on some kind of anti-social media platform um and that is an awful business I think yeah I'm uh, sadly I'm not surprised anymore when you hear some of those stories about people taking their own lives and um, that being the outcome of some sort of online um, abuse or behaviour. Uh, and it's, it's a, it is, I think, a, a lack of awareness of the support of um, appropriate ways to talk to people. I remember uh, probably about 10 or so years ago um, visiting a school and seeing that they were doing, I can't think what they called it was some sort of like citizenship or something like that mm-hmm. um and it was all based around like respecting other people like not littering um kind of uh respecting people from different backgrounds different cultures and um i feel like oh there was a load of work around that but it's kind of not spread into just generally respecting people it was maybe focused on uh like respect to particular predominantly i think probably races and religions um, and actually, it, it needs to be built around just respect people. It doesn't matter what the, the difference that you have is. Um, and it might be that someone comes with a particular type of background, of struggle, uh, that means that, yeah, their viewpoint is very different to you. The way that they cope with things is very different to you. And actually just being understanding of the fact that some people will struggle in ways that we don't understand or that we can't see. You don't need to get it. You don't need to understand what it is that they're going through. But just kind of that acknowledgement, I think, is really important and something that gradually, I think, particularly younger people seem to be more engaged in conversations about mental health because they're seeing some stuff going into mainstream media. Um, But those people that are, like ourselves, those people that are over 25, that are past um, most of their education that they're going to receive, actually, it's, it's... not um growing a culture it's trying to change it and that's so much harder yeah 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 i i I, i'd agree but the the trouble is because there's so much out there that you know in in the world that's changed it's not just the online world it's it's a the the you know other other aspects of Mm. the media and other aspects of 
life um, from corporate greed to, you know, dreadful management methods at work. That, yep. um, lots and lots and lots of different things that drive us towards this you know, anxiety epidemic that we're in the midst of. Mm. Yeah, um, well, you've only got to look at, at the moment, we've got all the stuff going on with Brexit. And I think a, a lot of the, the, the media coverage of that very, very early doors was all around immigration. Um, and it's like that was really important for some people to discuss that topic. Um, and other people will have wanted to focus on other things. And gradually over time, just the attitudes of people towards particular topics has changed and shifted. And some for the, some for the benefit, some for social good, I think. Um, but some also negatively. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's understanding that culture by nature should change and shift over time. Um, you should be exposed to things that are different to either reinforce what you believe or to potentially shape and change that. Um, but yeah, society changes, people change. Um, and it's, it's understanding everyone is going to be, I remember being, um, I remember being at college and there was a, a poster that said, um, remember you are unique, just like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's meant to be motivational, but it feels kind of demeaning. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I love but it. it was, yeah, it was, it really struck a chord. I was like, yeah, actually, you know, everyone is, everyone's got their own thing, yeah. which makes you unique, but everyone has that. So, um, it's, I think you said earlier, it's, it's about communication. It's so important to... And, uh, and of course, the other thing is we're all in the middle of our, our own struggle, aren't we? Mm. And our struggle is unique. You know, we, mm. have, to, we have to remember that. You walk, you walk down the street or, again, you go on anti-social media and you see people, you know, taking selfies with each other and on the beach and just having a marvellous time. But, mm. you, you know, that was, a, that was mom, one moment in time at which somebody... Or they pointed a camera and and mm. and said, "Smile for the camera." Really important to understand, as now, you know, people are now beginning to that. When you start doing that thing of comparing your life with other people's, if you use their selfies on 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 Facebook or any other um, thing online, you, you you know, you're you're on a hiding to nothing because nobody's life is just all those smiles. There's yeah. some very very distressed people out there. I had someone on a on a previous episode. I think they described it as um, comparing um, someone's life highlights to your complete life. They worded it much nicer than that. Um, mm. But it was like, well, your life, you know your life, and your life includes crap stuff. Everyone's life does, but you know yours, and you know yeah. some of the hard stuff that you've struggled with, the, the difficult situations, relationships, conversations you've had. Whereas when you look at somebody else's life online, while you might know or might think that there's other stuff going on, that often the comparison you're, you're making is with their highlights. It's with their holiday. It's with the fact they've just got married or bought a house or they're having kids or whatever. Um, and it's it's that comparison. I think particularly um, with young people, there's that comparison. Um, and I yeah. think it happens more so with... Um, those of us that are a little bit older, more so with like the particular milestone, milestone milestones that I mentioned. So like, oh, should my friends are now married? I feel like I should be married. Or oh, so Susan's just 
got a boyfriend like three months ago and they're now engaged and oh so and so's now bought a house and there's that it's a different type of comparison that, that then happens yep. i think it's um maybe not necessarily the uh appearance but it's almost like the identity that you're comparing yeah very very much so and i, I mean i think that 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 would always be around to to some extent mm. won't it but mm. you know and it was even before the days of of social media you know yeah. it was an expression <laughs> expression back then called keeping up with the joneses oh and, yes yeah you know uh, the, it was a very very nice phrase but most of us didn't bother to try and try and keep up with the joneses mm. uh, and of course you know it, there is this whole the whole subject of technology stress i think it's only beginning to dawn on us what 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 issues that 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 it's it's causing and it's most unfortunate because you know you can use it i i always think social media should just be used to congratulate other people for doing well mm. succeeding for putting effort into something and if uh, it's a bit like it's a bit like an airplane isn't it you can use an airplane to go and drop bombs on somebody or you can use it to take people across the world to mm. to visit somebody that they 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 love um and uh, yeah, te technology is an important factor in our, our lives. It, 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 it enables lots and lots of different things. It's enabling me to yeah. talk to you now from you know a, a few hundred miles away, um, and and very easily. But it can be used against us. Mm. Uh, and and I, I, don't, I don't know if I know. I don't know if I I, I mentioned it. Um, talking of technology, but I've created an app. I was thinking uh, that's quite a nice segue there. Um, to yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, but it, I should mention it is absolutely free of charge. I created it um, along with um, a really great um, designer um, called Peter Grange, who runs a, a design agency called OI, um, OI, which I think stands for Offshore International. But they're, you know, an advertising and marketing agency, do a lovely job and. Peter and I were sat chatting and saying there's an app for everything. And uh, Peter won't mind me sharing the fact that, you know, he's, he's had one or two struggles of his own. And, um, and, and, and so, so have I, of course. And there's been times when we've been very, very down in the mouth. But um, we um, created an app called Better Stop Suicide. Please, um, if you know anybody who um, has been suicidal or is suicidal, um, just... Tell them better stop suicide. Download it from, you know, it works on Android or or um, any of the Apple kit. And it, it, what it's designed for is to buy time, and it's designed to be downloaded by somebody when they are well, um, and feeling okay. But you know, to just populate it, it with some information about their own life, which will allow them to. Um, you know, just be able to reach for it when they're feeling down and, and, and push a button, switch the app on and go into some some reminders about some basic things um, and to switch on the thinking brain. You, 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 you know, you, you know a lot about this stuff yourself, Mike. Mm. You, you, when, when, if you are suicidal, your thinking brain is switched off. It's been hijacked by your emotional brain. You've zoomed in on... Um, you know, some intense pain and suffering or problems or, you know, whatever it is that's driven you to that point. And really what the app's designed to do is firstly to just get you to press pause 
and to, to, to have a really good night's rest so you can sleep, wake up in the morning feeling a whole lot better with your thinking brain engaged, you know, some, some decisions um, to make about various important things. It gets the, the cortex working and um, that whole thing, you know, su suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Just need to figure out, you know, solutions to those problems. And you can't do that while you're, while your emotional brain has hijacked your thinking brain. So that's what that the app is designed to do. It doesn't collect any information about you. We don't want to know your name or anything else. Just download the app and, and have it sitting there just in case you, you, you need it. I, I, um, I really like it. I, I think we, we spoke a few weeks ago very briefly. So um, I've actually... It's it's rare that I manage to get the opportunity to like try or read something before I actually talk to someone, mm. um, but um, yeah, I've, I I quite liked that it's it's quite basic, so it's really easy to use. It's not complicated, mm. um, and there's not loads of different things going on. I know some people might want a lot of resources in there, but I think because of the uh, I guess the time that someone's going to use it. The quicker and easier and simpler it is, I think, the better, um, because it is looking at actually let's put a little bit of, of like I think you just got yeah buying yourself some time, making sure you're safe, um, and there's going to be some stuff going on in your mind. You don't want to be working out your way through a menu and drop down boxes, and it's yeah, it's really nice and clear. And I like you mentioned actually, you can put in the little bits of information it's not loads but little bits that are kind of positive messages or things that you want to um, mm. remember when you're struggling and you're feeling down and low and um, you might be kind of questioning your life actually having some of those positive messages is um, a really nice thing to have in there mm. um, one of the other things I was really interested in as well is um, kind of the thought process that you went through in developing the app because there are a couple of things where it's your reading, so they're like the the three things to do: the the walking, talking, breathing. Um, there's a couple of bits where you put in your own information, but there's also some bits where um, I essentially get to just sit back and listen to you speak. Um, and I was wondering if there was kind of a method behind the the, diff the different types of communication that you're sort of using in the app. Yeah, it's it's subtle, but it's. It's there. Mm. You know, it is designed to get you to just stop and press pause and 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 to um, enjoy sleep. You know, people that I've I've dealt with who have been suicidal, who haven't taken their lives, perhaps they've tried to and and haven't succeeded, or or they've really just been close to it, but something's something stopped them. Mm. Um, and and when you when you look at the common factors that there are um, with with those people and the fact that. You know, the vast majority of them later on, I've, I've never had anyone that I've talked out of it who six months later has said to me, oh, John, I wish you hadn't done that. Mm. You know, I, I wish I was dead now. I, I mean, you know, there is always something that you can go on and, and build and do to just in, in, improve your life, even though it will, it will remain challenging. And it will. Life's, life's a struggle. It's OK. Mm. Enjoy. Enjoy the struggle. Um, but but. You don't need to take your own life because it will affect lots and lots and lots of other people. Mm. So I've talked to people. I've talked about what, you know what it is that stopped you. What 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 is it that you've now got that that works for you? 
And in those MP3 audio files, which are in the app, mm. there's, there's me, um, you know, just de- gently talking you, boring you, if you like, into, into a really good night's rest. One of the things that, that um, you know, the key to sanity is, is good quality sleep. And the path to sanity for all of us is to try and sort out our sleep. And when you're in a highly aroused emotional state, it's really difficult to get that that, mm. that deep, slow wave rest sleep that you need in order to wake up feeling good. You know, your your your, your sleep is made up of different levels of sleep. But if you said that you know the slow wave sleep is there in order for you to reset your um, your hardware, if you like, and get a good night's rest, and your REM sleep, your dream sleep, where you should be, you know, twenty twenty five percent of your night is to get rid of your your unexpressed emotional arousal mm. um, that that you know if, if you're if you're very wound up you're very worked up you're very emotional um it's 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 really really difficult to see to see the wood from the trees as my mother used to say yeah. uh, and and so being able to rest just wake up with some sense of 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 optimism not that you can necessarily see the solution but that there might be a solution there um and you can have a better life the pain and suffering um will 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 stop without you having to take your life all the noise in your head and the the mad thoughts and the confusing thoughts will you know will disappear it will help you break it down into bite-sized chunks that you can deal with rather than you looking upon it all as a you know, a massive dark black cloud that will sit over you forever. You know, making that shift is 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 you know potentially a very simple um, and and easy thing if we can just get you to press pause and and sleep and then stop and think about you know it does a an emotional needs check um, mm. inside the app a brief version of it but it gets you just. Stop and think about the things in life which are, which are going well. You know, your your connections to people okay? Is work okay? Do you feel competent? Have you got meaning and purpose in life? All those those different basic things that we we need to pay attention to. So it helps you to have a look at those as well. Yeah, it's really reflective on a few, like you say, a few different areas. And if there is a struggle or something that you're not particularly happy with in in one aspect of of your life there's a recognition of those other areas as well mm. um one thing that i really liked when i was going to go through I, I recently went to a theater performance that was based around depression and there was a particular scene where they were um talking about someone that was in a, a suicidal situation mm-hmm. and um she the character in this moment was like oh i'm never going to get to see that band play again and yeah. um they were like, all of the negative stuff, all of that crap stuff, it's still there. I, I still feel that. But I want to see that band again. I want to not miss out on the the like the next album that they bring out. I want to be there to hear that. Mm. Um, and it's sometimes it's that reshift of, okay, we can acknowledge the, those negative things, um, but there are also positive things or there are opportunities that you don't want to miss out on. And it's it's trying to to get some sort of recognition for those that are kind yes. of balanced, uh, and I think often people feel like 
we either shouldn't talk or we should hide it or the fact that I feel that way and, and that's all I should focus on or all I can focus on. And it's just putting that into balance. Saying that that's It's okay. It's okay to feel like that. It's okay to have that struggle or those thoughts. But recognise that there are also kind of this other side for you. Mm, mm, very much so. I think it's a, that's, a, that's a good way to look at it. There's, mm. there's always something if we, we go on a search for it. But when you're zoomed in on the problem, yeah. then you've given up the search. Yeah. And you've lost, lost hope. Um, and that's what the app's for, mm. just to give, give you some hope back. Yeah, and it's, it's I think, for, for a lot of people, for probably someone that is potentially struggling with those kind of self-harm and suicidal thoughts, um, is there going to be information in there that you've not heard before? Some of it may be, but I, I, I think a lot of it is, it's things that you might have heard before, but it's putting them into practice in a really easy and friendly way to to use like like i mentioned earlier that the the walk talk breathe the, mm. your free things and i've like heard all that a million times but actually that that approach of um just making it kind of like a process like yeah no i am i am struggling i do need to kind of break the cycle of thoughts that's going on in my head here's three simple things it's, i can do i can do this or i can do one of them i can start with one of those things um and go from there and I think that's where in my mind the simplicity of of the app is a really really strong point because often people will talk about oh it's really good if you do this when you're in a safe space and you're calm and like yeah that's great and those tools are awesome um but we know that people do get to or end up in a situation where they are considering doing something um quite dangerous to themselves and actually it's looking at some of the support that's there at that stage as well and I think if you're struggling or you're not sure about phoning Samaritans or your GP or mm. whoever potentially this is the start of that and it's going okay I'm, I'm going to go and do the the listening to John speak or I'm going to go and do a walk or who can I talk to I, I don't really want to talk to someone today but I could go and talk here and looking at some of the support stuff that you've put down as well so I, I yeah I really like that it's I don't know if you've designed it in that way or had that in mind, but I think it's a lot more accessible for someone that might be kind of closer, I guess, to that crisis point than a lot of resources that are out there at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. It t- it's taken it's taken a different approach. There's a lot of resources, a lot of help out there at the moment, but you know, it's the immediacy of it and mm. and, and all the other elements. So. Yeah, download the app. Yes. Even if you're not suicidal, better stop suicide. Mm. Like you say, even if it's not something you're struggling with, download as a case of well-being, there's some really good stuff in there. Um, and then the fact that you've got it on your phone actually might prompt a conversation with somebody else that really does need the app. Very um, much. So it's really useful just to have a look at that. So, um, yeah, it's been really interesting to have a chat with you John to hear out a little bit more about the app but if people want to find out about yourself or I think we kind of mentioned where to download the app but where are the best places to kind of find out about you oh gosh um about me if they go to thebetterappcompany.com that would be a starting point and my my clinic website there's email addresses on there to get hold of me um and it's just grove g-r-o-v-e hyphen um clinic.com grove-clinic.com and just just 
any email address that you find on there. Um, and I, you know, if you've got questions about any of this kind of stuff that we're talking about, I'm, I'm only too, too happy to answer them. Just, uh, yeah, please get in touch. We'll have a conversation and the conversation is the important thing while we're, while we're talking, we're not going, we're not going mad while we're talking. We're not taking mm. our own lives. Mm. So yeah, the conversation's vital. Mm. Um, and with that in mind, I also want to say, although you gave the website there, the, the Better App Company, I think have got a fairly active now social media stuff going on as well. So I'll make sure we put some links in there. Um, yeah, we're there, we're, we're there on, we're there on yeah, we're there on LinkedIn and um, you know all the usual social media mm. stuff. Just, just, just kind of building it up, building out. With it, there's some more apps to come um, about um, you know looking. I think the next one's going to be better meet your needs, or it might be better stop smoking, or it might be oh, okay. better better sleep. Or mm. what, we're we're working on all of the apps all at once um so we'll see which one comes up first that's very ambitious of you <laughs> well wish you the best of luck with um with this app and those other ones to come but thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience your knowledge and what's gone into what is an awesome resource as well can i just say thank you very much your your job is a thankless task i'm sure um much of the time you know to give up your your own time and buy your own equipment and put a lot of effort into just, you know, keeping an important conversation um, going about mental and emotional health is a, a really important thing to do. So thanks for your efforts in that. Oh, thank you very much. No, it's, uh, it's a real privilege to be able to share uh, other people's knowledge uh, and experience and share other people's stories as well. So I do... I'm not going to lie, it is some flipping hard work sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, it's a real privilege to, to have the opportunity to sit down and hear people's stories firsthand and to share those as well. So, Good stuff. But thank you anyway. <laughs> okay. But I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much, John. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks. Take care. Bye. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm. they can't appreciate it. Yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.